0: Welcome, everyone, to episode 19
1: of the Daddy Sharps podcast. My name is Luke. And I'm John. We're just a couple of dads who like to make the sharpest bets we can.
0: And this week, John, is a big week. Big for one. For Daddy Sharps. Huge. We are saying goodbye to the NFL season, and we are entering the
1: octagon. Oh, we're transitioning to the UFC, sharing all our best bets and we're starting off with UFC Fight Night this Saturday in Las Vegas, baby! I can't wait!
0: Can't yes. wait!
1: But first,
0: first we need to recap the NFL season, including our best Super Bowl bets.
1: What a run it was this season! Fantastic! Oh, it was good! It was good! However, it didn't start off so hot for the Super Bowl here. So we had Philly minus two. I bought the line as soon as I could. And in the end, I was on the wrong side. Hertz played a near perfect game and it still wasn't enough. The Eagles hurt me. See what I did there? See what I did there? Also, had the under. I had the under 50 and a half. I barely missed it, Luke. They scored over 70. Uh, I thought the Philly defense was actually going to show up, and they collapsed in the second half, and Mahomes went nuts. So, missed the under.
0: Who knew you were also full of dad jokes as well <laughs> Thank you. As
1: Thank you. D- dad bets? <laughs> I was with you
0: on the Daddy Sharps bet, though, with Philly, of course. I was all over them. I bought them at two and a half. <laughs> Ugh. didn't get that holding call or if they if they didn't get that holding call i think on that third and eight I, you know i i think they marched down the field with a really good chance to win the game hurts fumble that scoop and score that killed it as well you just can't do that kind of stuff uh, as far as the under and I, I took under 51 that was another loser again philly's defense kind of just didn't show up right they, they were just plain sure. out coached in the fourth quarter, especially on those two touchdowns. And you know what was interesting? A.G. Brown, I heard, I think a lot of people did in an interview this week where he kind of came out and said, in the third quarter, he knew the game was over. He just never,
1: felt it. Momentum lost. Never want to hear that when you have the under. <laughs> no, That's not, not at all. good. <laughs> Let's talk good news. Let's talk good news. Uh, we had great news. So we had full game props and actually hit all of our best bet props in the first half, sir. First so half. Gainwell, over one and a half reception. My favorite prop early on. The Kansas City defense was one of the worst against receiving running backs. They didn't disappoint me here. Gainwell finishes with four receptions and a Daddy Sharps cash. Next, the rare anytime touchdown bet from this guy. I took A.J. Brown anytime touchdown. That was over early. Second quarter, Chiefs defense allowed the most touchdowns through the air in the year. Wide receiver ones were a huge problem for him. A.J. Brown did not disappoint. And then Hurts over 10 and a half rushing attempts. Loved this prop. I sound like a broken record here, but this was another weakness on that Kansas City defense. They were burned by rushing quarterbacks all year. Hurts was sensational, carrying the ball 15 times on the day. And Luke, he broke that record. He got Steve McNair's record, I believe.
0: Yeah, he, he did pretty easily. He broke a lot of Super Bowl records, actually, but you know, he came up the loser. And I and I trailed you on all those bets, and those were all winners. Those were good. Here's some other winners right here: Eagles kicking the longest field goal, thanks to Kansas City's miss, miss off the upright. That, that's fine with me. Uh, will the Chiefs kick? Uh, kick the first kickoff be a touchback? And will the Eagles' first kickoff be a touchback? Yeah, those were winners too. Look uh, yes. at the kickers? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Here's nice. a loser for you. Kelsey under 78 and a half yards. He only had 81 yards, something like 80, 80 something, low 80s. Uh, and so I you know, try to mitigate that with a little ice. And I took the over six and a half receptions. He had six receptions. Beat by the hook again, John. Oh, Beat by the brutal. hook again. Brutal. Hurts again. I took the over on rushing, 49 yards. Yeah, huge. He was just out of this world. Devonta Smith. Hit the over receptions and the over yards as well, both winners. And then I told you, I don't know why I'm proud about this bet. I really don't. That was really a great don't. bet you had here. It was just, it was a pure data research bet going back over the whole. And I told everyone to take the under two and a half receptions for Marquez. valdez this scandal. You know what the stats were? One target. He had one target. That's oh. it gosh no, re- no receptions didn't even catch it kansas yeah. city has just too many targets i think and and guess what he's not one of them so no. that was a winner hey what a great <laughs> nfl season for us what a great run sad to see it go yes but, but it is time oh we oh, are so transitioning transitioning
1: a ufc debut john oh. sir, sir how excited are you very very excited and we got a card here. You might need some help on. There's some names on here that a lot of people don't know. <laughs> not, a, not a great starting point, but we're gonna we're gonna do it. We're gonna, we're gonna do, do it. it. And first off, I got Jim Miller versus Alex Hernandez. My best bet here. I'm taking the underdog, Jim Miller, plus two hundred. Miller, the wily veteran, thirty nine year old fighter, just a. Just a bit outside the prime there, Luke. He wants to fight in UFC 300 before he hangs it up. He has fought in 100 and 200. He's on a three-fight win streak, but it's against lower competition. The three guys were a combined 1 and 11 on the UFC that he's fought in the last three fights. Guys he's lost to in his last five fights, a combined 11 and 3. So if he's fighting a weak opponent, he's going to dominate. Hernandez fits the bill of a fighter that is currently struggling. Miller has dominated these lower competition guys, and the old man isn't slowing down against these lesser opponents. He's won the striking battle in three straight fights, has two knockdowns and two takedowns. Hernandez gets hit way more than his opponent. He's got that striking defense that's pretty weak, Mr. Luke. And the last two losses for Hernandez were ugly, both in round two a submission and a knockout loss. The guys Hernandez beat up on on the UFC are not top level. One was 0-2 on the UFC. The other was 1-2. Coming off an 18-month layoff, Hernandez has only landed two takedowns since 2020, both on the same guy, Billy Quarantino. Hernandez has been taken down four times in the last two fights. Now, here's where it gets interesting. Hernandez has trouble with Southpaws. Guess what Miller is? He's Soundfall. a lefty baby. He's a lefty. Hernandez last time he faced a left-handed fighter was Dober, a great striker. Hernandez was outstruck 61 to 34. I'm betting on the experience of Miller here. He has enough octagon time to handle Hernandez and with the two ugly losses for Hernandez and the Miller 3-fight finish streak, I also really like a little prop in this in this fight. I'm going to give that out later, so stay tuned for that. Ooh, I Big love that. Big plus money. You're- Yes.
0: You had me at at knockdowns and takedowns, man. You had me at that. I I like (laughs) Miller a lot here for all the same reasons that you just said. Uh, But I'm not going to ride your coattails, at least not just yet. I have my eyes on the co-main event. Zach Pauga favored in this fight, minus 290 at my book. This is a light heavyweight fight. So Pauga is fighting in the class that he's comfortable with right now. To me, that means he's going to have a power advantage. A little older, 34 years old, definitely newer to this sport. He's only 6-1 and one in, in his uh, pro- professional record. That one loss coming to uh, Mohamed Uzman, who's KO'd in the second round. But, but hey, everyone's going to have a loss as they're coming up yes. in the UFC. Uh, he has a great takedown defense, an above-average strike defense, and, and more than that for me, he's got a story. He's got a story. Oh, yeah. From your hometown, Denver. My Rams. Played football at your alma mater, Colorado State. Yes. He actually made the Houston Texans practice squad. Then he started playing professional rugby in Denver before becoming a police officer. Then he changed professions after being noticed in some classes that he was taking, Muay Thai especially, got noticed, started training, left the force to train full time. He was a finalist in the ultimate fighter. That all tells me this guy has drive. He yes. doesn't stop. He's probably got a he's got a high motor right there. Yep. And he's up against Jordan Wright. And this is mainly why I'm I'm, I'm rooting against Jordan Wright because <laughs> he's the Beverly Hills ninja. Come
1: on, man. Come on. Come man, on. Man. <laughs> no,
0: I'm just kidding. That's not the only reason. Wright is bounced back and forth between middleweight and light heavyweight. So kind of on the flip side of Palga there, he's fighting. Like, I would I would argue up in class. You know, uh, he's not really used to a lot of fights in this class, especially as of late. He's come off of three losses, beat twice in the first round, once in the second. And he's lost in pretty much every way you can lose, elbows and a ground and pound. He was choked out in another fight. And Bruno Silva just kept pounding him until he fell to the mat and the ref jumped in and and called it. Uh, His strikes absorbed seven and a half, seven and a half. That's pretty high. He gets hit a lot. So to me, he takes a lot of shots, number one. And he's shown us he can find a way to lose a fight for you. He'll do yes, it. Yes, he can. He'll yes, do he it. can. <laughs> and on top of all that, I wouldn't be surprised if Pauga's natural size, like I said, he's been fighting a lot of heavyweight fights, but uh, he's he's down in class this time, he's a little slimmer, and you know where he's comfortable, I think that's a recipe for pain in this one. I'm making Pauga to win my best bet. If you want to get a positive money bet, hey, this might be a really good one to, to parlay
1: as well. Oh, I like it. I like it, sir. Speaking of parlays, I am going to give out a parlay right now. Procino versus William Knight, Andras versus Blanchfield. My best bet here Procino and Andras, it pays plus 180. The uh, big question here, Luke can William Knight make weight? This guy has tipped the scales nope. in his last fight, 251 pounds. Keep in mind, we're fighting at 205 pounds here. Before that, he weighed in at 218. He's supposed to be 205 that night. He lost both of those fights. Knight hasn't seen 205 since 2021. He's 34 years old. And in these last two fights, production has really fallen off. He's been outstruck 103 to 42 times. Bracino is better on the feet. He takes less damage. I know what you're thinking now. This dude's 2-4 on the UFC. But a closer look at the numbers shows he's lost his US- UFC debut. Could have been some nerves. Then he lost his second fight to a top contender, a Russian grappler who's contending for the belt right now. So you take those two fights out and you take a look at the last four. You see a pattern here. Procino has trouble with long reaches. Anything that's over 78 inches, he's 0-2. Under that number, he's 2-0. Knight has the shortest reach that he's going to be fighting, that he's ever faced on a UFC. I'm sure. 73 inches. How short is it? It's a shorty. (laughs) So I really like Porcino in the first leg of this fight. And then in the parlay, I like Andras in a tight fight with excellent wrestler Blanchfield. Andras is a top pound-for-pound fighter, has been ranked top 10 in two weight classes. The only losses in the last few years are Shevchenko, Thug Rose, and Wei Lee, all champs. She actually beat Rose the first time they met then lost to her by split decision. So in the last nine fights, Andras has been taken down seven times. Not a very good recipe against a wrestler here, but the only person that did that was Shevchenko, who took her down those seven times. Blanchfield looks like the real deal. She's looked really good. She has great striking numbers, great wrestling. The only thing she's missing are those top names on her resume. Andras has those top names, and I'm siding with that experience here. Make that my best bet. Puccino and Andras for a parlay plus 180, baby.
0: All right. All right. I hear you. I hear you. But I got news for you. I'm going to call it breaking news. Do do some kind of breaking uh-oh, news. oh <coughs> oh There you go. In our UFC debut, folks, on the Daddy Sharps podcast, I am Don't you going dare. head-to-head. Don't you do it. <laughs> with you, good sir, John. Well,
1: well, well. Here by making it Blanchfield
0: go. a best bet. She's my best bet. Andrade oh. steps back to the octagon as a flyweight for this fight. And she's a late replacement i think this is going to be a factor this is this is one of those things she's a late replacement for this fight she won by decision over lauren murphy and ufc 283 but that was just three weeks ago it's true it was in brazil in front of a hometown crowd here's some questions for you so does that mean that she's not going to be as fresh as she should be especially if it goes into those later rounds and and you know she's not going to have that crowd behind her like she did in brazil i know she fights out of las vegas but brazilian crowd home crowd very true. Ah, Very are you, are you true. questioning yourself? Are you questioning your
1: <laughs> your entire expertise now? All your all your professional. I can't betting? do it. I love this girl. I know Until do. Blanchfield does it, I gotta stick with her. <laughs>
0: I know. I hear you because here's one of the big questions: Who's got the advantage going into a fight, not knowing as much about the other fighter as you would if you prepared several months before a fight? That that's one of them. Blanchfield is much younger. I'll give you that. Uh, not a lot of experience comparatively in the fight game for sure, but she's coming off an impressive first round submission over Molly McCann. That was in UFC 281. And you know what she did? I know what you know what she did. Mm. Uh, as soon as the ref stopped that fight, a lot of trash talking leading up to that fight, right? Blanchfield yes. did what? She wasn't breathing heavy and she did what, John? Oh, she wiped the shoulder clean. Get off me. Get off me. Both of them like it yep. was no big deal. And she's got that New Jersey attitude that she's gonna need to face Andraj. Will she be able to get Andrage to the ground where she can dominate? Perhaps I, I don't know. That's a that's a great question. If she does, don't you think that she's it it, God, it could be a great, great fight on the ground? Uh will she be able to last? Uh will Andraj be able to last longer the fight? It will fatigue set in. I think yes. And that's the tipping point for me. It's a close fight as far as the the spread is concerned and the numbers. I'm making Blanchfield to win a best bet. Head to head in our first ever. head to How
1: dare you? I cannot wait to watch this with you, my friend.
0: <laughs> I can't wait either. Hey, <laughs> okay, let's rip through some other fights on the card. See if we like or lean toward others. So let's start with the flyweight fight here. Juan Camilo yes. Ronderas versus Clayton Carpenter. Carpenter, pretty big favorite here. Ronderos' last UFC fight was back in May 2021. He he lost. He was choked out in the first round. This is Carpenter's first UFC fight ever. He's 6-0. He's got a two-inch
1: height and reach advantage, but you know what? I don't care. I'm off this fight. <laughs> I'm with you. You were so quick on that. I'm off this fight as well. Tough to handicap when it's a <laughs> UFC debut for one guy. The second fighter only has one fight in there. I'd lean Carpenter with the LFA experience, but no harm in sitting this one out and seeing what both guys can do before we actually bet them in the next fight. So I'm like I'm that. sitting okay. that out.
0: Nice strategy. All right, let's go to the welterweights. AJ Fletcher favored over Themba Garimbo. Fletcher 0-2 in his last two fights, both UFC fights. Grimbo yes. is from Zimbabwe fighting out of South Africa, and he is the number one welterweight in South Africa. And, and you know what? I have no idea what that means and how that compares. <laughs> I, I just I don't know. Yes. You know welterweights alike in South Africa. I'm sure he's a fine fighter. I'm sure he's fine. He, better than me. Better yes. than me. That's, that's a fact. I would bet I would take him over me. I'm not on be, this one. It wouldn't be minus 260. Yeah, I'm staying away from this one altogether. Why are you out on this one?
1: I'm out on this one, too. Fletcher had a five-fight streak before he entered the UFC, where he finished everybody in round one. Well, now he gets to the UFC facing tougher competition. He's 0-2. I need Fletcher to show me something in the big show before I can put some money on this guy.
0: Absolutely. And he is not the number one welterweight out of South Africa. No. No. That's taken... Lightweight, lightweight division, Evan Elder versus Nazim Sadikov. Sadikov, a slight favorite here, minus one eighty at my book. Elder coming off a loss in his only other UFC fight. A lot of newcomers, yes, <laughs> on the Saturday fight night. He, he takes a lot of shots. This guy compared to Sadikov. Sadikov coming off a of four impressive Fury FC wins and in the contender series as well. I got to be honest. I'm leaning Sadikov, but but I'm, but
1: I'm not sure. I you know you will be the deciding factor for me. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna disappoint you here. I'm beginning to sound like a broken record. I'm off this one too. I need to see more before I can bet these newcomers. But we got a strikers delight on our hands here. Nazim has some real power. And el- Elder, when he stepped up to the UFC competition, was absolutely dominated on his feet. His opponent landed three times as many punches. And as they say in Braveheart hold. I am holding until I see these guys fight, but I do like Nazim, And I'm probably, if he gets away with an impressive victory here, going to look at him in the next fight, depending on the matchup. All
0: right. Fair. That's fair. And let's, let, let's take a time out here just for a second. I, and and it, 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 we, we chose our debut this week because it, it got some good, decent, intriguing fights, especially when you consider the future, but you know, handicapping, and if you've got anyone telling you, "Oh, I've got the secrets to all these fights," a lot of debuts at a higher level of fighting—you yes. don't know where they came from, or where they're training necessarily. Really difficult to handicap fights yeah. like this on a on a Saturday fight night. This
1: is a tough card right here. This is a tough card.
0: All right, I'm doing that to uh, you know, get us out of hot water here and there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're hey, still killing it though. Sometimes you get it.
1: great props though, and we're getting to that.
0: <laughs> props are coming, baby. Props are coming. Uh light heavyweight. Let's just go over this one. Same same Um, the Haitian fighting out of Tennessee. I love that. That's kind of interesting. <laughs> Felipe Lins Linz out of Brazil is uh favored in this one by a lot. Two older fighters, 37, 39 years old. 62 yeah. fights between the two of them. 62. Yeah, Jeez. they were supposed to fight in December. It was canceled because uh Linz withdrew. Uh, Lin's last fought in April. Before that, he fought in 2020.
1: So again,
0: broken record. I don't like anyone here.
1: <laughs> yeah. So this is definitely a post pay-per-view card where you have fighters that are making their debut. And then you have two fighters that are almost 40 years old. <laughs> not, not good. So this is one I'm definitely running away from. St. Pru is coming off a win over a 41-year-old Rua who was on a three-fight losing streak, and St. Preux only beat him by split decision. And Rua was on a long layoff. I got to run away from this. Some the judges didn't even think he won that fight. I'm running away from this fight. These guys are too old. I'm moving on.
0: All right. I'm going to gonna I'm gonna take a, a stance on this one, I think. Uh, featherweight fight. Jamal Emers versus Hussein Azkabov. Azkabov, 23-0. Oh, this is his, his debut, though. This is, his, again, a UFC debut. Yes. Yes. Not a lot of information on him uh but what you, what is out there he's pretty impressive he's pretty impressive emmer's 18 and 6 1 and 2 in the ufc great takedown defense good striking percentages but it's 33 he hasn't won anything big and significant by now uh you know why would he on saturday I, i'm going to lean askabov on this one just him.
1: Ooh. yeah i'm going to lean okay. i I I'm interesting here so i don't have this as a best bet but it's kind of another fight that i kind of want to see Play out, but Ashkabov looks the part, but he's coming up a weight class here. He usually fights at 135. He hasn't fought at 145 since 2016, hence the huge reach advantage for Emmers. And Emers has actually fought some real guys in the UFC. Sabatini, he's a great grappler. He can submit. He submitted this guy in the first round. And he also fought Giga to a a split decision and giga as you guys all know is the huge kickboxer with the very tough liver kicks this guy actually went the distance with him it took him to a split decision still it was a loss i kind of lean emmers here coupled with who he's fought and the weight class but uh another one i might i might stay off on this one here
0: all right yeah you can stay off it's fine bantamweight fight myra Silva. Versus Lena Landsberg, the Brazilian versus the Swede. Silva is the heavy, heavy favorite here. Minus 450, 4-2-1 four, in UFC fights. However, she takes a lot of shots. That said, Landsberg is 4-6 and six in the UFC, coming off three losses. So three losses, and here she is, 40 years old. I don't know, man. I, I kind of smell desperation. I want to lean Buena Silva, but, but again, I, I think I'm just going to stay off this one.
1: Yeah, I might, I might stay, stick with you on that one. It's kind of difficult to handicap, especially with that age difference in there. Uh, this this girl, if she loses one more, might be kicked off the UFC when you have that many losses pile up at the end of your career. So you might see a caged animal in there. I'm going to stay off of it. I'm going to stay off.
0: Stay off. Good one to watch, though. Heavyweight fight now. Jamal Pogue's favorite over jo- Josh Parisian. Both fighters take a lot yes, of shots. Guy. This guy, <laughs> they're just gonna trade shots. They're gonna yes. sit there and they're gonna trade shots, like like that old what's the old boxing game that that you just hit the thing as hard as you can and the rock and soccer <laughs> man and the head pops off. <laughs> and there will be a head popping off this fight. Parisian five years older than, than uh, Pogues. Uh, he had to withdraw from his last fight. We gotta mention this after we woke up with like heart palpitations. I uh, went to the uh, the ER. He said later that he, one of his heart valves was and is a little off. Um, he said during his last fight that he wasn't really into it anymore. That's significant to me. He always gives a hundred percent in the ring, but but he said he really kind of needs the money, needs the paychecks. That's why he kind of returns. I, I mean, I, you can't say it. so. He needs a PR guy. He needs a PR person. Yeah.
1: to help he, him out. That's he what he really fights needs. that way too. When he's in there, I don't like it. Uh,
0: Pogues ranked tenth best. Uh, heavyweight in, in the U.S. He likes to get his opponents to the mat. 70% of Parisians wins are by KO, so more of the boxer, rock em, sock Sakam. In a recent interview leading up to this fight, he said the last place he wants to end up is on the mat. Guess what? You're going to end up on the mat, bro. You're just going to end up on the mat. I think Pogues has a good shot here at a decision. I I I, I think I'm leaning like to have nothing on the fight, but ugh, I want so badly uh, to, to take
1: Pogues here. <laughs> Usually... When you get guys like this that match up, these lower-level heavyweights, especially in the heavyweight class, you can usually bet the fight not to go to distance, and it's pretty safe. These guys, you look at their last few fights, they've gone a decision a bunch. So this is this is another one. I just don't like either side. I'm going to stay away from it. I've seen enough of Parisian. I, I'm staying off this fight.
0: Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, again, really difficult to handicap these, these type of fights with a lot of debuts going on, but Really exciting to watch some of these young fighters, especially as they make their way into UFC and and try to make a name for themselves. So a lot of exciting stuff happening. A lot of note-taking is what you should be doing, getting your own research down, your old data. But John, I have one more question for you. Yes. Any more bets that you like? I think there are. I think it's ready for some more deep diving. I think we're going to start with Miller. Go for it. Oh,
1: I love Miller. I love Miller a lot. So this one's really a case of simple math. So Hernandez has been finished in two straight fights. Miller has won three straight by finish. I like Miller by finish here. Plus 325. I'm taking the underdog to finish the favorite. I love the old man here to go against a struggling fighter. Miller is crafty. And if there's one thing he's great at, it's picking apart an opponent's weakness. If there's one thing his coaches are great at, it's picking a fighter that he can knock the heck out of. So I'm going to stick with his management. I'm going to stick with Miller. I'm going to stick with his experience. He's going to finish this guy, my friend. Another one I like. Yeah. A fight that you pointed out. Pauga, by finish, minus 160. Another, I I don't feel as strongly about this one, but it's another spicy prop. I wouldn't go crazy with a full unit, but Pauga was fighting at heavyweight on the UFC. Now he's back down to his normal weight class. That's where he got all of his wins. Uh, when he was coming up at 205, he doesn't have many fights in his career. But this is not a bet on his finishing ability; it's a bet on Jordan Wright's chin. Jordan Wright is getting knocked out by 185 pounders. He's going up fighting a guy that was fighting in the UFC at heavyweight. Granted, Pauga doesn't have heavyweight power, but Jordan Wright has maybe the chin of a featherweight. I'm gonna bet against that chin. This guy has 17 MMA fights. Not a single one has gone the distance. The Beverly Hill Ninja has never seen a judge's scorecard. Granted, he's knocked some guys out. He ain't knocking out a 205 pounder. I like Pauga by finish minus 160. I love that. I love, love Palga on this card.
0: Absolutely. And Miller as well. We were both crunching data and we, Without looking at the spread at all, any of the numbers. And we we both said Miller by a lot. And then we, what? Underdog? (laughs) Bet it. Boom. (laughs) I couldn't believe he
1: was an underdog. Especially an underdog like that, two to one.
0: (laughs) Unreal, unreal. Well, it's, it's, it's our win. And all of you listening, it's your win as well. Hey, let's recap our best bets for this
1: week so everyone knows.
0: These are our best bets. Not our leans, but our best bets.
1: Yes. So my best bet, Jim Miller versus Alex Hernandez. Best bet, Jim Miller plus 200. And then I love the parlay. Pricino and Andras plus 180
0: Yeah those are great I'm I'm going to follow you on those uh, definitely except for the second one <laughs> Yeah how dare you how
1: dare well, I'll you? tell you why
0: <laughs> Zach Palga versus Jordan uh right we just talked about that a little bit my best bet is Palga minus 290 I'd parlay that with someone you like as well maybe Miller on the other side on the other side of your bet Andras I'm my best bet is Blanchfield. Over Andrade plus one
1: thirty five. It's not a bad bet. It's definitely a fight worthy of a main main fight of the night.
0: Absolutely, lot riding for both of them, especially their future in the UFC.
1: Yes. So Luke, before we end, we got to remind everyone. Okay. Your secret sauce is coming up. We're approaching Mm -hmm. March. And Luke is very good at March Madness. The Daddy Sharps will break down the tournament to start to finish. We killed it last year. And now we get to share on the podcast for the first time.
0: Yeah, absolutely excited about that. Also, a little later on in the spring, we're going to break down the fastest two minutes in sports, John, the oh, Kentucky baby.
1: Derby. I like it. Son Secretariat, we're still running? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: We're going it's to tell, we're not going to tell people to bet Secretariat. Just, <laughs> just our buddies, just our buddies,
1: just our friends. <laughs> hey, that's
0: going to do it for the Daddy Sharps podcast this week. Unfortunately, remember, always gamble responsibly and within your
1: means. And the bets we share are based on our own research. We don't always win. And be sure to check us out on social media. Look for Daddy Sharps on Facebook and at Daddy Sharps on Instagram and Twitter. We'll be back next week with all our best bets and much more.
0: Damn straight, we will be Hell. John, who,
1: in the meantime is your daddy? We are.
0: Stay sharp, everybody.